Okay. Hello, everybody. This is Sam with CrossFit RX. Hold the Standard Podcast. I'd like to welcome everybody to episode two and give a little reminder that we have all our episodes up from episode one. Um, there can be viewed on Facebook and um, soon to come iTunes, but everything can be viewed through our Facebook page, episodes one, two, and three. Um, I'd like to welcome everybody back to this week's episode. Today we're going to talk a little bit about why, why and how we came up with the name of our podcast, Hold the Standard. Today we have our coaches from CrossFit RX, Aaron, Nico, Kelly, and Guy, and um, today we're just going to run through a little things about how and why we named our podcast Hold the Standard. Um, I'd like to start off with my interpretation of why I call it Hold the Standard, and, and everybody else here in the podcast, feel free to chime in on this. Um, a standard is, uh, in, in especially in fitness and CrossFit, is something that you need to have. Everything starts from a base. Um, without a solid base, you can never grow, grow up the ladder in fitness or, or agility or, or whatever we have, our levels of fitness continue to grow, all fall back to our base. And for me, that's where the standard comes in. You know, you, you set a standard and then you grow off that base. With a weak, without a weak base or with a weak base, you'll always fall back to that point. So that's why, as a coach, I feel like I need to encourage my athletes to hold that standard, to, to make sure every foundation movement is, is on point before we try to move forward. Um, because if there is one little slip or crack in the weakness in the wall, everybody will fall back to that. And my interpretation of hold the standard is, is just that. Just hold the base, hold the foundation. We grow in fitness and everyday life based on our standard. So, um, Aaron, what does, what does our hold the standard concept mean to you? Um, I, I think it means a couple of things. Uh, the first thing is that, you know, within CrossFit, I think, uh, one of the knocks on CrossFit is that because it's not, uh, well, the affiliates are kind of, or are independently owned, they can kind of operate however they'd like. So one of the knocks is that you can go from one affiliate to the next and everything is different. Every standard is different. Um, so it's important that you have an established standard for yourself, right? And that you kind of emanate that standard so that everybody else knows, you know, what to expect from you um, in everything that you do and the way that you kind of approach situations and interact with people. On the other side, I think it can be a personal thing too. I mean, we're all raised um, in our own ways by our own parents, but they establish a standard that we hopefully will grow up um, trying to, I guess, perpetuate. Um, or disseminate, I guess. And so whether it's in your personal life, whether it's in your work ethic, whether it's in your interaction with others, you still want to try to hold yourself to the highest standard and be the best person, you know, that you can be. Um, because like you said, if, if when something happens, whether it's stress, any kind of stress in your life, you know, we all default to a safe place. And most times that is not necessarily the standard. So, you know, it's just really about... Um, holding yourself to the highest standard regardless of your uh, situation. How do you correct your students or how do you go about approaching your students to keep that standard, to make Um, sure you maintain a certain standard? So do you give a little bit here and there? Are you really strict on how you approach that? uh, You know, I think that depends. I think it's important as a coach. Um, One of the things that I've I've been very fortunate to to have a good handle on is is being able to manage a bunch of different people at the same time. Um, So I'm comfortable you know, managing a class of, of 18 people by myself, 
And I'm very good at knowing what people can, what they can't do, and how to speak to somebody and how not to speak to somebody. Um, so, I, you know, there's some people who I can say that was absolutely the worst front squad I've ever seen, so it's a no rep, you know. Or, and then there's another person who, you know, is, who is completely a broken person, you know, and is just in there just trying to make it, and you're like, that is great. You are great. You know, you are wonderful. Keep up the good work. You know, so it's just important to to be able to manage different personalities. That's the hardest part about group uh, classes, and I'm sure that Kelly and and Nico can attest to that as well. Yeah, I would absolutely agree that um, the standard can vary on the client. So uh, getting a little more detailed, um, 6 a.m. on Monday morning, we had a 6 a.m. is a pretty busy class here. Um, For the most part, a very athletic class, very much a go-getter type personality. Um, you don't really have to motivate them a ton. They're pretty internally motivated. Um, but we had a new guy join the class. It was first ever, uh, first group class. He just got done with all his one-on-ones. Um, pretty, pretty overweight, right? So for him, the workout in my mind was, all right, this guy's at the gym. He's already ahead of the game. He's winning. I don't care if his burpee is a, is a four-inch burpee you know, to a wall ball on the floor that he's touching with his chest. Uh, you know, I'm not going to yell at him to get lower or things like that. Like he, the fact that he's moving is a win, uh, and so I reflected standard that. His standard, his standard was just move. 20 minutes of go. 20 minutes of, yes. of not sitting on the couch is, is his standard. Right. Um, so you can measure effort, and you can measure the standard in effort or, or agility or even techniques as well. But, you know, I agree with you on that one, Nico, that him just being in here putting in effort. Yeah, and then the, in the platform right beside him is a guy uh, – uh, long-time client been going so his standard was all right you have to pick up this bar and you have to go unbroken because this is what you need to do to to meet you know your athletic uh, level so I was yelling at, at, at Marcus hey just move you're doing great yeah. keep it up yeah. and I'm yelling at John beside him 10 unbroken let's go yeah you know a very different approach uh, for the standard there I think, yeah. the, I think the big thing is to take into uh, consideration each and every client their abilities their goals um, you know what they come in here uh, the level of fitness they come in here, um, and, you know, uh, what they want to get out of it. But the important thing is to develop that that foundation of of good, clean, quality um, movement prior to you know to adding load. So if you put an emphasis on you know full range of motion, um, you know from the beginning with an air squat, and you teach uh, a proper air squat before you go to front rack, back rack, overhead positioning. You know, you just teach that air squat, you know, we start, you know, you start there, but, you know, like Aaron and Nico said, you got to take into consideration who they are, where they're coming from, their goals. If they come in here, you know, with a goal of losing 150 pounds in 18 months, then you're probably going to be starting out with a very different type of client than somebody who, um, you know, like last night we had a professional basketball player who came in here. Her goal is a little bit different, so you treat her a little bit differently differently Mm. than, you know, those other people. Do you find at times... It's hard to measure one person versus another people, especially when they're competing oh, yeah. against I, each other. I don't other. think you ever compare, uh, you know, let's, except in competition. I don't, I don't think you ever compare somebody directly with somebody else uh, within your gym. I think that's Absolutely. something that you try, you should try to get away from, yeah. and um, yeah. you know, you should always be challenging yourself based on what you can do, what you have done. Um, but you know, then I mean, then you get egos heavily uh, evolve. You see p- people starting to shorten range of motion mm-hmm. or their standard in, uh, in an effort to, quote, be better, um, you know, by being faster or, or whatever. 
And I think if you establish from the from the beginning that that's unacceptable, and uh, that's not what you do, then it's really not an issue. We don't really have an issue with you know big inflated egos here. You know, people don't care if they're first on the board or last on the board. They care uh, about the quality of work that they put in that day. And so it's inevitable. I'm sorry no, that that there's going to be some comparisons that happen um, within the membership. Uh, CrossFit has an interesting way of of both reviving competitiveness in people, um, but also kind of creating um, a competitiveness in people who really didn't even know that they had that competitive drive in them. You know, these are people who maybe have not ever really truly played sports or been a part of a team. You know, they come in here and they're like, oh, wait, wow, I'm actually pretty good at this. And then, you know, all of a sudden it turns into like, well, he's been doing this for six months and he can do, you know, kipping pull-ups. Or he can do 10 strict pull-ups. Why can't I? You know what I mean? Yeah, you find yourself trying to compare. So I think it's it's important as a as a coach and as a leader. You don't necessarily even have to be a coach, honestly, as a leader in the gym to, uh, um, you know, just just turn that conversation around and and just let them know that it's not ever really about them versus somebody else. You know. So uh, one thing I I always found interesting is where do you find the line between holding, you know, a perfect movement standard and kind of not stifling someone's Oh man, not progressing motor- to the next Yeah, cuz like I know, the oh, man, yeah. I know I know when I came in, I was just I, I was fire breathing. Gung-ho. I wanted to just mm-hmm. throw it down even though I wasn't throwing up that much weight. I was just so gung-ho about the whole thing. Uh, I'm sure that my movements weren't the best and they Eventually got me into a little trouble. You know, I went too heavy on a clean, kind of like I did today, and came down on my knees. Oh, okay. Messed up my wrist for a while. And that that was the kind of thing that slowed me down. I was like, maybe technique matters. Yeah. So that's a huge uh, that's a huge thing that that we have to fight every day. You know, it's, yeah. they teach at the level one the technique versus intensity. Right. Uh, yeah. You know, at the beginning, it's all technique. You know, uh, we're trying to move perfectly. When I'm teaching someone a one-on-one. You know, in their introductory classes, I don't. Whenever we do the workout at the end of the day, it's like, all right, we're going to do 12 thrusters and 12 MS sit-ups, and I want you to do these 12 thrusters as perfectly right. as you can. I don't care if it takes you two minutes to do 12 reps. I want each rep to look as yeah. perfectly as you can. You and know? then you progress them. Yeah. The so the intensity movement. factor ramps up uh, as their familiarity with the lifts improve, or as they get more comfortable with the technique. So then, once they know how to do, for example, 10 good air squats, then we can start working on 10 front squats, and then we can t- start working on 10 overhead squats and things like that. And that tech, that intensity factor increases over time, right? And that's both that's both speed and weight. Uh, so obviously at the beginning, they're moving lightweight slowly, and then maybe they'll move lightweight quickly, and then maybe they'll eventually move heavyweight quickly. Well, how you know? do you do it in a, in within a class is, is another question. You know, well, you have an athlete out, who... Outside of those fundamentals, they've developed that base. So... Um, you're always going to have clients who uh, might, you know, need a, a little bit of a different eye. But, um, you know, I mean, it, it, with our gym specifically, we're not to the point where we don't know clients. You know, right. Nico and I, uh, uh, we know everybody who walks in the door. I mean, we, you know, we all do. We know every client. We know where they're going to need help. Um, we look into that, you know, 10 to 15 minute warm up. And if we see one or two new people who... Um, who we know are going to need a little bit of extra help with the movements, we'll kind of take that opportunity to work with them for five minutes during their warm-up, uh, and 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 kind of, you know, guide them in the right direction. Make sure that they are 
uh, approaching this workout uh, the right way and we can keep uh, a little extra eye on, um, on what they're doing and, and putting an emphasis on having them put the emphasis on quality over um, uh, you know, speed or uh, weight you know, for whatever work, the workout may be. We have a uh, couple of young, really strong guys <clears throat> at AK. And uh, now they always come in, and if the RX weight may be 135 or something, they always want to throw 155 or 165 on the bar. And it's like, you know, I at first I was kind of, you know, you're somewhat offended, you know, when you look at it and you're like, well, this is, you know, programmed to be this way. And, you know, I've started, like, one of the ways I've really gotten around to them is I'm like, well, fastest time up there on the board is scaled or not 15 minutes can you beat 15 minutes with 155 yeah I think I can beat 15 minutes with 155 good for every minute that you go over 15 you owe me 50 burpees (laughs) every minute because you are so confident you know what I mean you're so confident this is what and I a hundred percent of the time that's okay I'll stay at RX <laughs> and still don't beat it and still don't beat the best the time. Yeah, I mean, you just, I mean, you got to dial it back burps. in. Yeah, because yeah. it's like, you know, they don't understand that, you know, there's a, there's always a goal in mind with the workout. Um, right. But, you know, I mean, again, that's, it's communication. And like Kelly and Nico were saying, you know, you, you communicate it from the beginning and, you know, this is the point of this workout today. This is a, this is a all out workout. So maybe not be an all-out workout. You so, know, so would you say the job of a coach is just kind of once they get past that intro level is just kind of once you see somebody stepping out and, you know, maybe they drive their knees in or they're rounding the back is to just kind of push them in the right direction and just like, oh, you need a little help here. That's a part of it, but it's not, you know, the job of a coach is, is more than that. Um, I mean, yes, you have to run and you have to manage classes, but you never lose sight of, um, you know, coaching people. Now, do you I find, think the majority of the coach's job is psychology. Do you honestly. find? I agree with you. Do you <laughs> find, that's a big. That's a, psychology. Part, majority part of, of the coach's job is psychology. A lot of your, your members and a lot of athletes that are in the class, they they get the feeling that you're just in there busting their balls. You know, you know. We, oh I know man, I got people, I got people. I am 100 percent certain. They hear your voice that. in their sleep. I can't. <laughs> I mean, I, I, it doesn't Deeper. matter. It doesn't matter. Deeper, <laughs> lower, lower. <laughs> I mean, there there are people who have been here for years. Yeah. That I, or squats uh, as a husband. No, it's it's uh, you know I, I'm just we're just beating our head up against a wall, yeah. and yeah. it's like like lower, lower, wall balls. But you lower. have to do never it. change. You have to do it lower, yeah. lower. That's what I, I I feel it's it's uh it's very gratifying when the open comes around and we judge every workout. Yeah. And I yes. tell everybody who's judging, I'm like, if you're not going all the way down. I don't give a shit. That's not a rep. Yeah. You as a judge, I want you to tell them no. You're not doing them a disservice. <laughs> that's the last thing anybody I want you to hear. tell them no. Give them the hands and everything. <laughs> well, you're, you're I get to go up and I'm like, I'm zero reps. What it does for Kelly also is that it establishes, it still establishes his standard, the standard yes, for RX. Yes. Because um, even though they're not listening, everybody else hears Kelly and Nico saying, deeper, deeper. And whether you know it or not, when you hear that, you're you think it's you. Right. And oh, you go yeah. deeper every yeah. time. So your movement, your quality of your movement gets better from hearing oh, somebody yeah. else say something. And they're not even talking to you. They could not even, He could probably not even be thinking about you. And you're going to be better. I think just about any coach in any CrossFit gym in the world can relate to that scenario that we just went over there. There's right. all, I think... I think that you're just going to have those people. You know, break out a med ball, 
would say squat on this ball every yes. single time. Every time. And then like five inches above it. I believe there's a technique <laughs> every in, in, single in, on time. how you approach some people. Some people can either grasp it visually or some people can read it and grasp it or some people can actually just see it and, or hear it and, well, yeah, and adjust themselves to that certain level. Some people have to touch it. I, was, I, was, I read an article one time that says how you approach a person. Some people adapt to different things, whether it be whether it be visual, you know, verbal, or, you know, actual reading of the concept of emotions. So. Is there one set of cues that you guys have found that uh, helps people the most, like tactile or verbal or showing them I'm yourself? I'm a or? tactile uh, cue person. I, I tell people touch, all the time, I, I do love people. to touch. Right. I'm I, like, I just, I just want I, you to know like I'm going to touch your butt. I feel like, br- I, like I would get a breakthrough when they start crying, but really, <laughs> not before then. <laughs> Not before then. When I hear profanity directed at me, then I know that I'm done. You grab the PVC right pole thing. and start hitting them. <laughs> like, you don't have to like me. I'm not your friend. Right. You don't have to like <laughs> me. So this next you, if, yeah. 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 if you hate me and you don't even want to talk to me when the workout's over, then I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. Because yes. you'll be okay. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah, you have to be careful with tactile, of course. You have to know the right audience. Yes. And it's also really hard. It's something I've been working on recently is it's really hard to demonstrate a movement and talk through it. So... I have been lately not demonstrating the movement myself, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but having another client in that class who moves well demonstrate Agreed. the movement. Absolutely. So you can have, so, so people, one, aren't looking at you, which I don't like people looking at me. Two, <laughs> you can have, <laughs> don't you can have a good example, demonstrate the movement a couple times, and you are standing there just watching, explaining what you're looking for, what you're not looking for, things like that. Where when you're the one doing the jumping bar muscle up, it's really hard to demonstrate and talk oh, yeah. at the same time. So how do you, Nico? 24. So Nico's 24. I'm 33. I got it. Well, that's that's one good reason to have you know other people demonstrate the movement. But um, you know, very similarly, you know, to Nico, I like to uh, have other people demonstrate the movement. But usually, it's just because I'm um, too damn sore. Tired. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Tired from this. My hip. My hip is not working what? right. I need it. <laughs> I'm not gonna do this air squat. Oh, are you 21? Come here and demo these thrusters. So this is how you don't do it. <laughs> right, right. This is, this is what happens when your hamstrings are right. not warmed up. This is, yes, this is what happens when you try to demo cold. Say I won't take and you're my, 34. Say, say I won't sell my shoes and take my kids to Chuck E. Cheese with the money. <laughs> <laughs> the swerve. Swerve. Turned out. I think Nico's turned. Look great. So turned, I'm burnt. <laughs> so turned, I'm burnt. Like a rotisserie chicken? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, guys. Well... I'm going to wrap this episode up today. Uh, I'd like to thank everybody for listening. And then, uh, I also want to give a big shout out to John Henderson for the, you know, hosting our pool party last weekend. He's big so shout tan. Out to he is so tan. So tan. So tan. And that tan. profile pic is just on the point. Profile. <laughs> <laughs> but, anyway, but anyway. Shout out uh, to everybody who listened to the podcast. Yeah, thank yeah. you guys. Uh, Appreciate it. Thanks to uh, Amy and Kelly for hosting that 5K race last weekend. It was, it was a, awesome. a good turnout. Those it was a good crowd sprints. here. So, um, and uh, today, we'll also, we have Philip in the house uh, taking you. You yeah. know, anchors, photos from Anchors, anchors Away. Anchors, anchors Away, away my fault. Anchors Away. And if, and if you are listening, stay tuned for uh, uh, CrossFit RX Scavenger Hunt. That's coming up. And calendar, right? Uh, Maybe. Uh, yeah, we got a... Uh, Fireman thing? All ma- ladies, don't be offended, because this is actually for you. Yo, come but on. But it's an all-male ma- calendar shoot. All right. Uh, that is going to be something. Let me, <laughs> let me Sam doesn't know about this, yeah. <laughs> I got to work on my tan. <laughs> it's a, uh, yeah, it's going to be good. The men of RX. I mean, you know, it's not just for the ladies. Is it just like I'm holding a weight you know. right here? Yeah. No, uh, we're oh, going to be, well, sure, that could be a good yeah, shot. A good we'll shot. be, uh, maybe we'll a muscle the, up shot. We'll be in the, we'll be in the buff. 
in, in the book. But uh, in addition to that scavenger hunt and the uh, calendar, we're going to be doing a uh, field day like we did, uh, I think yes. that was, what, was that last year we did that? Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. It's tons of fun. It's I just awesome. got to get a big old tug of war rope. Like an egg race and a three-legged <laughs> race. We did, we did uh, we're also on we Instagram, uh, hold the standard. standard. Yeah, at hold the standard. So Facebook as well, hold the standard. Facebook, Facebook hold the well. standard. Instagram, hold the standard. And um, if anybody are friends with Nico or Kelly or Guy or Aaron or me, we, you can find us on or our Zach. pages as well. And Zach as well. You can find us on our pages. And uh, we, we have links. We post links to the episodes every week. And this week we hopefully have episode two running through iTunes and podcast now. We're working, we're working on that, so um, everybody listen to is our old last calendar? week's podcast cool. and episode two, which is this week. So, uh, you know, I'd like to uh, give a big shout out to everybody who's listening and thanks for all our coaches joining us today. And uh, I'd like to wrap it up for today and appreciate everybody listening. Yo. Thank you. Holla.